Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. that sound now uh, i didn't do it it's not my fault i didn't set up this stream i see people in the chat being like oh tempers did it again it's not my fault it's not my fault everybody i didn't do it press the press the thing can you put the graphic back up and we'll pretend this never happened and we'll, we'll come back And welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast with sound. Now with sound. Now the new feature for the sound. kids. Uh, and an out of focus, Pete Quinnell Thumb. Who likes thumbs up? Sorry about that, folks. Let's just go back into the spiel we were doing. Soraya is 100% medically cleared to return to the ring and compete in the ring. And Britt Baker destroyed her on the mic. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Tempest filling in for Luca and DAD. Please give us a subscribe, press the thumbs up button, leave a comment down below and get in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, we'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. And thank you very much to our sponsors. They're in the room with us. They're on graphic form above geology. I'm going to do a Miz style promo now. I can't wait to hear it. That was the bit where we just got cut off, wasn't it? Pretty much, yes. We got all the way here, so I've still not yet heard the Miz promo. I am a 14-time award-winning personalized skincare company recognized in Men's Health, Esquire, and Ask Men Grooming Awards. I have have 6,000 plus five-star reviews. Um... You know, just running through the... I have main-evented WrestleMania. Oh, I'm with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Geology is a fantastic product. Me and Luke have been using this for about, about 18 months now, I think, since Geology first started sponsoring a show last year. It's uh, You fill out a quiz online, they send you a lovely box of products geared towards your skin type and certain conditions you want to help. I always have dry skin here and here and here. Beard draft. And... This has genuinely stopped it. So, thank you, Geology. And using our special offer, you get 70% off their trial set. They've also brought out loads of new products. So click the link in the video description below and you'll get 70% off. And there's another thing. Where is it? Where's the thing? An additional bonus offer of one of their brand new products, of uh, skin, hair, and body products of your choice. It's cold. It's cold. The heating's going to be on. Your skin's going to dry out. 
I don't believe it's going to be cold. But either way, if your skin does dry, maybe you just get out of the shower. What better product to avoid that dryness than geology? Uh, we will be sampling the products in a bit. But first, let's talk about Soraya's in-ring promo. Uh, this was kind of meant to happen in kayfabe last week. Renee Paquette sat down with Soraya. Britt Baker was meant to join them, but she stood them up. And it was so Tony Schiavone, her friend, could do the interview. And actually, smart move. Because being on home turf mm -hmm. in the ring in front of the AEW fans, as opposed to yet another ex-WWE person in Renee, really worked out well for her. Arguably, too well. A little bit. So what happened? Soraya finally revealed that she is 100% medically cleared. And it was it was quite emotional. She got emotional when she said, you know, this has been a, a weird story the last couple of months since she uh, debuted in AEW. That everyone's thinking, can she wrestle? Can she not? But when she said it and she, she broke into tears, I was like, oh, that's what it's all that's about. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. And she got overwhelmed with emotion and said, AEW is my house. I'm like, yeah, it is. And then Britt Baker pointed out how it really, really isn't. Because Britt just said, uh, you're a superstar, not a wrestler. Ooh. And it's not your house. I built this house from day one. You walked into my house. And then she had a cute line about, we don't take walk-ins. You've got to make an appointment. Mm -hmm. She's a doctor. She's a dentist. And then so this, we've seen this before with Soraya, where she gets a bit flustered when things don't go 100% well. Uh, the other time was when she said, oh, yeah, well, Brit rhymes with the S word. You know, it was a bit Got lame. her. <laughs> but then Soraya just went on a really, again, genuinely emotional monologue about how Brit doesn't know what it takes to really make it. Paige has had her career ended. She's had her neck broken. She's done all these things. But it's a motivation that doesn't make sense mm. when you're talking to Britt Baker, who we have seen bleed. We've seen work with a broken wrist as champion, dominate as champion, be one of the shining things, one of the only good things that AEW has done with their women's division. And now here is someone who has walked in, ignored all of that, which is the worst thing you can do to an AEW audience. And it definitely made me and I, I would argue the live crowd side with Brit. A little bit, a little bit. It was a weird deal for me because I felt Brit's promo felt very much like a promo. You know, there wasn't like she wasn't getting over emotional the way that Soraya was. And that's that's fine. But it was different tones being being portrayed here for sure. And I felt like Brit's promo was almost kind of like 100 percent thought out. Mm -hmm. It was like everything that she said did make sense. And even if you can still feel very very much for Soraya in her journey back to, to wrestling. There were a number of things in her promo that didn't quite make sense. And it was just those little things where you can just sort of pick and just pull apart pieces of her promo. I still thought it was a very good segment. I still think that she did a good job of showing that emotion. And she had her big moment of saying like, I'm back. You know, this is what I've been waiting for for X amount of years. But 
it was kind of strange at times because you look at Britt Baker and she's saying that, well, you don't know what it takes to make it, but we have seen Britt Baker make it. Mm. She is one of the <clears throat> biggest success stories that AEW has had from a homegrown talent. So it doesn't quite fit the narrative that they're trying to say here. And you could say a number of different things and still make this make sense. Like if they had just tweaked this promo a little bit and just had Soraya say like, listen, you haven't been what I've been through what I've been yes. through. You don't know what it takes to suffer and do everything like this to try and achieve this. Yes, you have reached these heights, but you haven't felt the setbacks that I have. You know, like, and that means that I'm stronger than you are. And that's why you are not going to be able to beat me at full gear. I think that would have put everything a little bit more in perspective. Just, to, just enough. Because as it was, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't quite feel for what Soraya is saying after the announcement of being back. Whereas, again, Britt kind of got people on her side with this. To the fact that people were booing Soraya when she hit the whatever they're gonna they're gonna call the rampage now. I don't know. It was an interesting segment for sure. I think it the, the particular part about Soraya going into you haven't made it and listening through I've you know, I've main evented that or not main evented, but I've wrestled here, here, and here. It it felt very TNA in a way where you would get ex-WWE guys come into TNA and then trash the TNA originals to say, yeah, but you haven't made it in the big leagues. Mm -hmm. Which by proxy means TNA wasn't the big leagues. I really got this, and I don't think this was the intention because it seems like AEW really want to portray Soraya as a babyface. Mm -hmm. But the way they've gone about that is intentionally make the person they made look like they've never reached the heights of WWE. Yeah, because in in the world of AEW, how much higher can Britt Baker go? You know? Yeah. Wins the title in a very high-profile match, is champion for a very long time, has a pretty good reign, all things considered. Maybe not perfect, but pretty good. At least in kayfabe, mm. you know, she had a lot of title defenses, yeah, yeah. is the star of the women's division. I don't, I don't know. Like if there was something that she was missing and she was still trying to achieve and everything, maybe there'd be something mm. there, but I don't know. I think you're right. It was, it was strange. And also if anybody in the comments can tell me when Soraya <laughs> wrestled on the Tokyo Dome, I would love to know. Cause I was like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. I don't recall that happening. I was going to ask you this. I was yeah. going to be, you, you know Japanese wrestling. Yeah. When did that happen? I looked it up afterwards. I was like, I, I looked on Profite DB. I looked on Cage Match. I was like Googling Soraya Knight, Tokyo Dome, Page Tokyo Dome, and found nothing. Absolutely nothing that links these two. So if anybody in the comments can tell me when Soraya wrestled in the Tokyo Dome or even appeared in the Tokyo Dome, maybe like has she gone to a baseball game in the Tokyo Dome? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not saying she's lying, but if you can tell me, I would love to know. It it did feel like, you know, you said Brit's delivery felt like a wrestling promo and pages felt more like an emotional, spontaneous thing. I like both of those styles. I just yes. think they did not work well together here. It's almost like 
no one knew what the other person was going to do. Mm. Like, Soraya didn't know what Brit was going to say because she did seem caught off guard by them. But maybe it was more she was emotional, she'd just been cleared, the fans were reacting the way they hadn't planned to. Which, when she says, and I did the Tokyo Dome, that to me is just like, oh, I'm just going into crazy ramp mode to win this argument out of panic. Yeah, it was interesting. And even when she was making her her announcement, I didn't feel like the crowd was taking the journey that they kind of mm -hmm. wanted them to. Because in the way she delivered her lines, she was like, unfortunately, dot, dot, yeah, dot. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of, I was thinking that she was expecting everyone to go, no. <laughs> and she's just, for Brit and everyone then did come up, but it did feel like the crowd was never quite on the same mm. page as what was happening. Huh? Look at him. Her old name. You can't, you can't say that. You can't say her old name now. Yeah, it was an interesting segment though. It'll be interesting to me to see what the reception is for their match at full yeah. gear and how a pay-per-view crowd which in theory would be like a more hardcore AEW fan base. Not that this dynamite crowd wasn't, but like the real hardcore traveling AEW mm. fans that go to all the pay-per-views, how they react to both of these stars. I don't know. We haven't gotten very many of like, you are the ex WWE person coming in that kind of heat <clears throat> and that kind of rejection of an incoming star. Mm. We haven't gotten that very much. It's usually like, Oh, come welcome to the party. Come have fun with us. I don't know if that's going to be the case because we've already seen the fans start to turn on this a little bit. So I don't know. It's just it's very curious. It, it all depends, I think, on how good a match they have. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, you can't, I, I just look at the facts and she hasn't wrestled for a very long time. Uh, she's coming off a you know very serious neck injury that forced her to retire. I can't see a world where Soraya has a an AW pay-per-view in-ring quality match that she needs to to overcome the sort of awkward way she's debuted in the company i'm hoping i'm wrong i'm hoping i'm wrong and they, they blow us all away and we're like oh my god it was a weird debut but from full gear onwards wow soraya was a good decision but right now everything is playing into my worst fear that this wasn't a good idea to bring her in mm. I don't know. I, I have a little bit more faith in the pay-per-view match just because I think having come off of such a long layoff and going into your first match in a new promotion, I can understand wanting to go in there and pull out all the stops and have mm -hmm. the absolute best match possible. And I think that this is a partnership, and I guess we don't really know what their in-ring chemistry is going to be like, but I can hope that them two together is going to result in good in-ring chemistry. Again, don't know that for sure. But I could see this being the match where it's like, okay, now we have to prove people wrong and yeah. thus we'll do more and thus hopefully have a better match out of it. So I don't know. We'll see, though. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's, let's see what the uh, the Omega chats have to say. Uh, Hannah Allen. Oh, it's just this was a, apparently a lovely one to start off with. Uh, Hannah Allen says, hello, lovelies. Right. So first and foremost, thank you, WrestleTalk, for all you do for us. Your community loves and supports you guys so much. I understand you'll be subject to criticisms, but I still don't understand the level of backlash based on opinion. I honestly look forward to hearing what you all have to say week to week. Sure, Ollie has this weird ranking system. He's in too deep to ever revert back from, lol. But that's why we love you. Please don't ever listen to the ugly side of wrestling fandom. Thank you, Hannah. You're lovely. I hope the wine's treating you well tonight. Who's saying nasty stuff about me? No, no, no one worth listening to. But, uh, people, uh, there are some people out there that don't like my new AEW takes. It's <laughs> the first time hearing, but thank you, Hannah. Uh, on the subject of Brit owned Soraya, by the way, I came up with a thumbnail. Is owned the best word for this anymore? No, it should have the... been pwned, should have been with a P. A P? Yeah. It was like a, 15 where... years ago. Is that what slang is these days? Yeah. Yeet. Yeet. Yeet it. I don't know what that means. Charles Berg says, Surely Brit and Soraya were aware of how these promos would be received, right? Ollie mentioned it felt like something was missing from AEW. I agree. That something is Miro. Where Miro? Also, quick question. Is Wrestle League discontinued or on hiatus? Jam that jam. It's on hiatus. It will be coming back. We, we actually worked on it last week. We did. It's coming back. Don't you worry yourselves. It, it's been a it's been a time this year, but it will be back. Slick Rob, who wrote this title? Soraya clearly handed Brit her ass on the mic last night. Oh wow! Uh, everything she said was a fact. Brit has had so much handed to her over the past three years, whereas Soraya sacrificed her mental and physical health to get where she is. Huh? Well, I wrote this title. I thought it was a an objective win for Brit here. 
I've seen people really like Saray's uh, promo for sure, but I don't know. Like the the lines about having everything handed to her by Tony Khan, like I don't really get that. Mm, especially when it this Saraya debut has felt a lot like Tony just going, "I'll do whatever you want." Right, and it would be one thing if if Britt won the championship, not like when she was cold, like not behind the fans, mm. nothing like that. But when she won the women's title at Double or Nothing 2021, she was like the most overpopular oh, person yeah. on the show. So at that point, I can't really say that it's it's Tony Khan handing her something. It's like, no, she just got over by being really good. Mm. And we can talk about what happened after that and everything, but I think for the most part, she's kind of lived up to her end of the bargain, is coming in fairly inexperienced and climbing the ladder and doing it by just improving and, and getting there. Yeah. Uh, Riot DR. Hey, yo. Soraya is a pioneer in women's wrestling, but sadly, promos were never her strongest weapon. Weren't they? I always remember, I always remember really looking forward to page promos. I wasn't really watching Raw that much during those days. Not the best equipment to go into a promo battle with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. By the way, since she's not Paige anymore, what should her finisher be called? That is the question now, isn't it? Um, um, what? And you don't want any mention of Paige in there? I would imagine not. It doesn't really work if you just still call this the Rampage. Mm. Soraya. Come on. Come on, puns. Everyone in the chat, let's have some, some workshop puns here. So things we can workshop, Soraya, we're we going to include Knight, her last name. Mm -hmm. What else? That's probably about it. That's it, isn't it? What, what else is in her character? Uh, she's, she's English. Uh-huh. And Renee Paquette's her friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot to work with. Yeah. So, yeah. Do, do, do a do a thing chat F figure out what to call it um and finally Some, someone said the spinning soraya uh, it's just funny because the spinning solo and it's a stupid name kevin says 2022 continues to be a crazy year this announcement would have had more impact had the story not been dragged out for almost two months but it's still great to see soraya back in the ring however full gear is looking like another long pay-per-view brace yourself who gets to do live reactions for that show as well? You love wrestling. I do. So many hours of wrestling. I am. Um, yeah, I feel like with Soraya's comeback, she should either come back and immediately reveal that she's cleared. This feels like a promo that should have happened like a month and a half yeah. ago. Or comes back just as a, as a GM or a manager or a non-wrestling role, and then she gets beaten up brutally by Brit. And then she comes back and says, well, now I'm medically clear. The Samoa Joe NXT approach yeah, yeah. from last, or last year. Uh, and year quickly ago. here, MC Scammer. Did Brit no sell Soraya's move finisher? Seems like she gone up quick. <gasps> More heat in the women's locker room. I didn't notice Surely it all. I didn't notice that. Um, before we get on with our full play-by-play -play review, geology. It's going to get chilly out there, which means you're going to have the heating on, which means your skin's going to go from very hot environments and stuffy to very cold environments. You're going to need to protect your face. I was a, I had a, a Halloween party around my house, and one of my girlfriend's drunk friends started being very nasty to uh, one of my friends because he had flaky skin. Ah. And she kept on saying, you need, to put, you need to put more moisturizer on. 
and I couldn't I couldn't argue. Even though he was feeling really bad about it the next day, I said geology. That's your friend, buddy. Geology, you fill out a little uh, quiz online and it gives you a bespoke regimen of lovely skincare products. Some to take in the, in the morning, some to take in the evening. It's very, very well laid out and clearly explained. I've been doing it for over a year, so's Luke. And look at us. Look at that skin. It's good skin. Um, and if you use our link in the video description below and use the code WrestleSet Wrestle70 or WrestleTalk70, just Wrestle70, you will get 70% off for a limited time only off their award-winning skincare trial set. And that's on top of their current sale prices. And on top of that, you get an additional bonus offer on a you get to add one of their brand new skin, hair, or body products of your choice to that order. Lovely stuff. They also come out like they 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 say one of the things that I, I've always had pointed out to me about this, and I really do appreciate about this kind of thing, is when they say like only you only need to use like one pump of it. That is exactly how much is required. It comes out very specifically in how much you need for each. I don't I don't want to use the word serving because that doesn't sound <laughs> right. But each each use of this, as opposed to other products like this, where it's like, oh, just uh, put one little pump. It's like, well, that's way too much. I don't know how much that is. This is absolutely not like that. This gives you the perfect amount for exactly how much you need. I hate that too. Like in recipes, when they're like a pinch, add a little bit of salt. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, it's the same with skincare. But yeah, the 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 sort of pump things, which are these ones on the everyday face wash, they've got a little circle on the back to tell you exactly how much to, to pour mm -hmm. out. Perfect. Uh, yes. Everyone you, go Geology. over there. Helps support us and it helps support your face. Right, so this episode of Dynamite opened on a really good match. It was an eight-man tag, FTR and the Acclaimed on one side versus Swerve and Our Glory. And, and the, the Ass Boys. <laughs> um, before the match even got started, Daddy Ass ran down and tried to attack Swerve. But BJ Whitmer, of all people, mm -hmm. was like, no, no, come on. Come come to the back. You're not allowed at ringside now. I always forget that BJ Whitmer was yeah. there. I was like, is that BJ Whitmer? Has he just started working? And I, I looked at it afterwards. No, he's been there as yeah. an agent for a while. Yeah. Every once in a while, BJ Whitmer just gets involved pulling apart a brawl. And I was like, oh, yeah. I feel like wherever Ring of Honor goes, BJ Whitmer follows. Yeah. Um, but this was a really fun match with loads of sort of storylines balanced between them because eventually you'll have an FTR acclaimed match. There's the FTR Ass Boys feud. There was the acclaimed Swerve and Our Glory stuff. And... Keith Lee did not fist bump Swerve on the entrance, still bubbling their tension away. I'm thinking, because I've heard stuff about possible storyline directions for Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. And a lot of them like haven't come to fruition mm. thus far, and I kind of expected them to this summer. I'm wondering what we're going to get in this full gear match, whether this is finally like Swerve cheats to try and win and Keith just says like, had enough, not going to be your partner anymore if this is how you're going to be and walks out on him. Maybe Keith turns. I don't know. There's a lot of different directions they could go, but I'm kind of looking to this pay-per-view <clears throat> match to be the big climactic mm. moment in their in their team. I'm not sure what that's going to be, but it made for a fun match here. Like you said, I like matches like this where each of the different 
in most cases, just wrestlers, but in this case, teams can all have their own little storylines across from one another. It makes everything that happens in a match like this fairly interesting. The point you just said on the on the swerve and our glory potential split. Like if you asked me two weeks ago about the full gear tag title match, I'd have been like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it'll be fun. Rubber match blows mm -hmm. off the feud and acclaimed retain. Yeah, whatever. But now we're getting close to it. It is this Swerve and Keith Lee tension that's really making me excited because, yeah, if Lee turns heel and they create a super heel team, I I imagine they win. Yeah. And then they feud with FTR. And all of a sudden, like, now it's not predictable anymore. That could be a really exciting tangent direction. Sucks for the acclaimed, but I think... They've created this nice little three, four-way top of the tag division where you could hot potato it a bit. And they kind of have been doing that a lot this year with the hot potato. Like, we haven't seen very many long tag title runs. Like, Jurassic Express has kind of been, like, mm. the longest tag title reign we've had this year. And I'm not advocating for taking the belts off of the acclaimed, but I think they are so popular that it wouldn't hurt them if they did it in a hot angle. Yeah. Like, if they just had them lose the titles, that would kind of be lame. But if they lose it in a big heel turn and you can kind of yeah. take that anger of them losing the titles and put it onto a new top heel team, I think that's perfect. Like, you could do that and have them face FTR. Ultimately, these titles got to end up on FTR, right? Mm. And I don't think FTR are the ones to take the titles off the acclaimed. So, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a solution that I think works. Uh, overall, um, the acclaimed one. Mm -hmm. They got the pin. After that, we got an, an interesting MJF podcast interview excerpt. So I don't believe this podcast has been released in full yet. I've not heard anything about it. Was it was like the AEW have, have... MJF did a pardon my take uh, podcast interview, presumably approved this time. <laughs> and they had a clip of that. It was filmed beautifully. I, I, think, I don't know what they're using. The 4K? 4K Blackmagic? Maybe. <laughs> and MJF just cut this promo looking down the lens. And it was an extraordinary promo. And he just talks about how he's going to win the title. It's going to be a wrestling history-defining moment where people look back at his title win and go, that's the moment the business went mainstream again because he's going to fly the flag for AEW and the wrestling industry. This is like MJF is talking about flying the flag for AEW. And that was the moment I went, he's turning heel. <laughs> he's, he's still a heel it was a little on the nose wasn't it so on the nose oh it's interesting because i absolutely i think that they could do a really fun mjf babyface run and everything like that i don't think him being like yeah i'm the aew man after everything this year after pushing this this bidding war of 2024 yeah. thing, I don't think that will be a layer of his character if they were to do a babyface run. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not going to be just like, I am the spokesman for AEW. Hurrah. I don't see that happening. If this is all a swerve to get him to join back up with the firm and just be a heel all the way through, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how we're going to get there, but <clears throat> if he doesn't win this title, I will be gobsmacked. He's such the guy. Yeah, but the problem is, like, if if he wins the title and he's just a baby face, I think this is a bit pants. But if he wins the title because he turns heel and the firm is all a big misdirect 
and we get the whole bidding more of 2024 thing, I think it could be one of the greatest setups ever. Could well be. And he is a creative enough person that I think that he's aware of how to make this title reign good. Mm. I think he, in his mind, can do what he needs to do to trick the fans or just get the fans to take whatever ride he wants yeah. to take them on. And I, I have faith that this is going to be good. So two other bits. He said how the the biggest moments in his career have always had someone else overshadow him. He talked about when he beat Cody Rhodes, everyone was just talking about the neck tattoo. Mm -hmm. When he had the John Moxley match. Uh, was that the... Well, one of them, it was Matt Hardy's concussion. Yeah, that was over. the Moxley match. Yeah. The, the War Games, where everyone was talking about Jericho's bad bump. And, of course, when he came back, it was CM Punk's press conference. And he even said there was a press conference. Not CM Punk by name, of course. Kind of, um, kind of ruined Wardlow's moment. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. It's hard to look past that when mm. that's the whole point of this promo. But then the other part I wanted to talk about. I think MJF should have been on last week's show. I think he needed to be on this week's show. As great as this podcast excerpt was, I think the show is lacking momentum in the build full gear and having him around for the angles would help that. But he, he explained it. He said the doctors said he shouldn't be traveling after such a brutal beatdown. I saw that beatdown. He got put through a table. Danielson got a worse beatdown on this show. I know so many guys get worse things happen to them. And saying that you're not coming to, like, this is such a heel move. Yeah. It, like, if they wanted to do this story of, like, well, I got to heal up if I'm going to be, you got to, like, pilmanize him or something. Mm. You got to, like, put a chair around his neck and, like, stomp on it and stuff. Like, really drive home that this is an injury angle. Like, you just got kind of your average, average TV beatdown. Yeah. You know, there wasn't that much to it so it, it's a bit of a disconnect there i'm not i think you're right like aside from like forbidden door just having a cursed build and that sort of thing i think this has been one of the weaker builds to a pay-per-view aew's done just because there hasn't been much focus on building to it mm. and even when there has been there isn't much follow-up to the big angles that they have shot like that mjf promo with william regal we were like that was amazing this thing that that's gonna lead us to full gear we're gonna have great promos every week like he just got laid out the next week and hasn't been really on the show since i think that's a mistake i would have had him cutting great promos every single week to sell this pay-per-view teaming with moxley against the firm all that stuff you could, how will they coexist mm. which you know can work um yeah so an odd one but if it all ends up building a heel turn genius uh in a vacuum it was a great promo yeah yeah but yeah. if you look at it from a broader sense i would have like you could have done this promo in the ring mm -hmm. you know um uh, right after that we got another sort of vignette it was stokely hathaway walking around the city at night and kind of the promo over the top, talking about how him and his friend Max, he thought they wanted the same things, uh, money mainly. And he had the line of, he's riding John Moxley's dick without a license. And the worst thing you can do is ride a dick without a license. Mm -hmm. Who made Stokely Hathaway the dick riding enforcement <laughs> police? Freeze, dick riding police. <laughs> You need a permit? Well, you like need a, a license. Card? Yeah, you need mm. a license. So 
that there was a line in this where Stokely Hathaway said, see you in hell, Max. Now, if MJF is the devil, as he keeps saying, even in his promo before, and he is going to turn and he's going to be a heel all along, where would Stokely Hathaway meet the devil to go, yuck, 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 we got everyone? New Jersey. <laughs> okay. In hell, of course. Long Island. Yeah. Oh my God. When are they next in Long Island? I have no idea. I've been kind of waiting for some sort of news of like when they're going to be in Long Island next, because obviously. So yeah, see where this this is going. It's 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 something that I'm interested in in a few weeks now. Looking back, but in the moment, not that interesting. Uh, Ethan Page took on Eddie Kingston in the first match, I think, of the Championship Eliminator Tournament. The winner will take on. Whoever the champion is, a winter is coming. And uh, Eddie Kingston's totally fine, by the way. And Hathaway tried to interfere that when uh, Kingston had the stretch muffler, the stretch plum, sorry, locked in. But Ethan Page won with an ego's edge of the second rope, which was extraordinary. Mm -hmm. It's a big time finish. It mm. is a finish to beat a upper mid card to top star. That being said. I don't want to harp on too many things on this show because I did enjoy this week's episode of Dynamite. I thought it was a very good show. My lord, how much Eddie Kingston has fallen down this card since that cage or the shark cage match with Chris Jericho. Like, I'm appalled at what they've done with Eddie Kingston this yeah. year. Like, from people saying that Eddie Kingston should win the title at Grand Slam to just doing the finish they did with the Sammy Guevara match. And now he's just losing in the first round of a tournament. Not like It's not like a big angle on the show where he gets a promo afterwards and is fired up about it. He's just kind of another guy. Like, he's a popular guy, but he is just kind of being treated like another guy on this show. I think that is a great misuse of his talents. All the stuff they could have done with Claudio mm -hmm. off of that, that uh, blood and guts finish, which I thought was one of the most incredible finishes of the year from a storyline character dynamic yep. perspective. No follow-up. Maybe we'll get there. We we had to continue this Blackpool Combat <laughs> Club JAS feud <laughs> even longer. <laughs> uh, the Jericho Vortex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, Ethan Page advanced, unfortunately. Shout out to Ethan Page. Yeah, well, this is the problem. Love Ethan Page. But I love Eddie Kingston. He's like my favorite. And he's my best friend. In this, Tony Schiavone said, oh, AEW coming to the UK, by the way. Yes! I missed the debut in Canada, but I'll be here. Knowing knowing my luck, I will be in like Toronto for that. Yeah, yeah, you'll that. be back for a wedding or yeah. something. The, well, apparently we'll get more details on that next week. Um, we got a promo between Roosh and the Dark Order for their Eliminated Tournament Clash on Friday. Uh, Ari Divari um, called out Wardlow for a TNT title shot offered him the services of his butler. It was very dark, but that's fine. It was only there for a squash. Wardlow murdered him with loads of power bombs. Calls out Hobbs because Hobbs attacked him last week. They have a sort of back and forth. Samoa Joe's behind him. And Wardlow says, I'm going to win all the titles. Joe did not like that. But already he was lurking. He was the I saw like a clip of this, not even the turn, but like I just saw the framing of everything <laughs> on Twitter this morning when I woke up. I was like, well, he's turning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't stand behind a man like that unless you're going to attack him or something. So he turned. Uh, he turned 
Uh, he'd, he'd been up Wardlow, put him in the Kakina clutch. Or, or it was just a sleeper, actually, wasn't it? Can't Pretty remember. much, yeah. And yeah, I thought I was never into Ward. Joe, I think it was filler. Um, I don't really think they've done ever anything to get them over as a team. I mean, you know, they had like the gates a, of ag. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I don't like the ROH TV title in all this. I think it muddies things. However, sometimes it's about the destination, the destination, and not the journey. Because the destination is Wardlow versus Hobbs versus Samoa Joe. Mm. That is a TNT title. That's the that's the best thing the TNT title would have done for. Since Wardlow won it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Wardlow has two different types of TNT championship matches. It is either you beat Tony Nese or Ari Davari <laughs> in like 20 seconds with just a load of power bombs and it's a squash. Or he faces giant hosses and it's a back and forth brilliant match. And I know which one I prefer. Mm. And it looks like we're going to be getting that. And even if they just do Wardlow versus Hobbs for the title and then Wardlow versus Joe... Any combination of these three guys, I will be looking forward to. It's similar to the tag title scene where you've got FTR acclaimed and Swerve and I glory. Like mm. I don't mind them all fighting each other in various combinations, three ways, sing of tag team matches, mm. trading the title back and forth. I could have that between these three guys. Yeah. I think there's a lot more you can do now with Samoa Joe as mm. a heel as well. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's fun. Cause Samoa Joe really hasn't done much of anything since he's gotten here either. Like he was part of that Owen Hart Cup which was fine, but maybe a little underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And he was off TV for a long time after that. And then it's just been this War Joe thing, which I was into. I was really looking forward to their team. But again, they've only really been feuding with the embassy. Hasn't lit my world on fire. But now this is something that I can look forward to mm. involving Samoa Joe. I've been talking a lot about how AEW is lacking heels. And the, as we're talking about this, I'm like, well, Keith Lee might turn heel. Mm. MJF might always have been a heel. And now Samoa Joe's turned heel. I think this is quite a healthy rebalancing of the good evil signs. Especially if you have like Kenny Omega coming back possibly as a baby face. Yep. Like those are big name people that you can put opposite a Kenny Omega or other top baby face stars and create mm. a bunch of fresh new matches. There, there's stuff to look forward to for sure. Jade Cargill cut a promo on Nyla Rose backstage. Then we got the Soraya section. A bit of an odd one with the best friends. And... What was this segment? <laughs> it, it seemed like a long segment, backstage segment, that they did a weird transition graphic between. You might as well have done a Star Wars wipe in yeah, the middle of it. It was, it was in your face. Um, it was, yeah, it was very being the elite, where mm -hmm. the edit transition was an in-joke that Probably you should take out of your national broadcast. I like I looked over at Pete as I was watching this. I was like, I I was baffled. It was because it was Orange Cassidy and Danhausen and everybody. They're backstage, and the factory's backstage, and you've got Jay Lethal and crew backstage. Jay Lethal pays Cole Carter and the factory for their services as the fake sting last week, and they're like, oh thanks man. Next time fifty percent off. Whatever, whatever. Who cares? Immediately afterwards, you get Orange and Danhausen, and they're like, "Hey, don't don't hit my friend. That that's not nice." And it's Orange Cassidy. You can kind of get away with goofiness with them. And they set up Lee Johnson versus Orange Cassidy for Rampage, and I'm I'm with you so far. It's a wacky segment, but they're wacky people. That's fine. And then they try. They there was like a transition 
like you might see in a parts fun known list where just like the screen kind of wobbles a little bit and then it's just Trent and Chuck and he's like hey scumbags Jay Lith was like is he talking to us yeah what, what, what? he's like hey scumbags it's like I think he thinks that we're scumbags he walks over it's like yeah hey scumbags he's like what do you want to fight you want to do something about it it's like yeah I'll fight you tonight on dynamite Hard cut to the entrance. <laughs> what? What was this? This this had the plotting and staging of a porno movie. Yeah, it was very stilted. You know, before the action, and mm-hmm. which I guess would be the match. Uh, I it was bizarre. It was I, really strange. I'm starting to. Th- it, this was so clunky and off-putting to someone who would just be flicking channels and saying, "Oh, what's the wrestling like?" Oh, it's weird and crap. Yeah. I'll turn over. I think just embrace the idea of backstage segments happening at the same time as the matches, mm-hmm. because this was all earlier in the day stuff. Right. I think you could have just had this, you know, one of these segments earlier in the night. I'll see you out there later. You don't have to like go, oh, like awkwardly fit things in where you're like, this happened earlier today. But it was very, and all of that was just a setup, really, because then we got the lethal versus Trent match, which was fine. Uh, heel interference, JB Trent. I don't want to have the same rant every time I see Jay Lethal on this mm-hmm. show, but Jay Lethal gets way too much TV time for my liking. I don't feel like anybody ever benefits from having a feud with him. Mm-hmm. And he has had a staggering number of TV matches compared to some of the other people that I actually would like to see wrestle. <laughs> well, I like Jay Lethal, but yeah, just the the storylines he's in are just not really the matches, been so mid card. The, exactly, <laughs> the matches will always be fine. You're guaranteed like a three and a half star match every time he goes out there, and that is a good match. But no one cares mm. is the problem. Like no one cared about his feud with Wardlow. No one really cares about this feud with Darby. There's no real storyline beat for any of it. It doesn't feel like anybody moves up after facing mm-hmm. him. You never think that Jay Lethal is going to move up the card after his feud's done. It feels like whoever's involved in this is just treading water. And I feel like there's better uses of that TV time right now. Well, this is all really, this is all a very long way. And the whole Jay Lethal faction thing has just been a very long plot to go Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. Yep. Because Jeff Jarrett comes out after this, explains why he's with each guy. He's with Jay Lethal because he got him his, you know, first job and pushed him to the moon. He's, cheese, Mo. he's taken over promotions with Sanjay Dutt everywhere. And look at this guy. He's got a Netflix special and he's really, really tall. <laughs> um, and yeah, then he challenged Darby and uh, Sting to a match at full gear. Which even though I agree with you, I am very excited by. Yeah, I like his theme music a lot. I know Luke Owen does. <laughs> there were a number of uh, little Easter egg moment type things on this show, some of which I've forgotten to, to mention. I like that Jeff Jarrett took a shot at Braun Strowman in this match. Oh, did he? Prom- yeah, he, he said that, uh, I forgot what the exact wording of it was, but he took a shot at uh, at the guy with the red clown pants in the other, in the other company mm. taking a shot at smaller guys right. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Which... Good for you, Jeff Jarrett. Also, I want to make mention of this because I thought this was brilliant. In the opening match, the the eight-man tag, 
One of the uh, one of the guns did the road dog sh- shuffle and jive and punch sequence, and then was countered by the sharpshooter mm-hmm. because of road dog's stupid comments about Bret Hart. Yeah, being, he said he was more over than Bret Hart. More or less. He's, yeah. The the quote or whatever was like Bret Hart. I don't think Bret Hart was a great wrestler. I think I was a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart, and I think that's where the money is. Something like that. That's like a hate crime to you, being a Canadian. Yeah, I mean, again, my response, would you care to compare the amount of money drawn by Bret Hart <laughs> and Road Dog, you chowderhead? But regardless, I thought that very whole good. bit was very well done in that opening tag match. Little bits, hmm. little bits that make me enjoy this show more. Uh, the uh, a crew member started to wrap up Jeff Jarrett. This is now my least favorite spot in wrestling. Uh, and Jarrett was like, don't wrap me up. And he chased him off. Didn't even hit him with a, a guitar. Yeah, I, it, was a, it was a weird end to a long, weird bit. I don't like the idea that wrestlers have time cues mm. with promos. It's very it's too insider. Yeah, it feels too much like oh, this is a TV show, mm. as opposed to these are all real things like people coming out and just talking. You know, yeah. it also yeah. undermines the wrestler. That the show doesn't think this person is good enough to stick with. Right. Unless it's CM Punk cutting a pipe bomb and them having to cut the mic and be like, someone get, get the that stick. Was. That's a very different situation. Other than just like, hey, you're out of time. Hey, we got another thing to get to. Come on. Yeah. Maybe Exit they, stage left. But maybe they should have cut his mic <laughs> at another point. Uh, Jungle Boy backstage said Christian doesn't get to decide when their feud is over. Well, then when will it be? Soon as Christian can wrestle again in like another <laughs> six months. Moxley had a rebuttal promo at MJF. Um, you know, very good. There was a moment where Moxley just looked down the lens, went quiet and said, you say you're the devil. I've seen the devil. I've dealt with nasty, nasty men. You are not it. I thought that was a great moment. Did you hear that when he said that, like, I've seen the devil, I've dealt with nasty men. Someone went, Vince McMahon! <laughs> also very That's good. good. Yeah, I mean, John Moxley cut a great promo. Shocker. But he didn't pick up on why Max isn't around. He never said, well, if you, you know, if you're so, if you're the devil, if you're this generational talent, where have you been the last two weeks? Which does make me worried that it is a babyface run that Max mm. is on. Um, we got another elite promo of things getting erased. I'm not into these. I think this is very lackluster way to bring them back but whatever it'll all be forgotten when they are back exactly jamie hater versus sky blue sky blue got a lot in this this i think the purpose of this match should have been to get over jamie hater but mm-hmm. really jamie hater won the match but all the focus was on sky blue it's bizarre yeah a little bit i mean jamie hater won with a really cool finish yeah. it was like a Go from the, the electric chair into like a German suplex and spin it around, hit the Rainmaker ripcord lariat thing, and then she wins. I think it was a really good finish. Should this have been a little bit more one-sided ahead of this pay-per-view match? Maybe. But I think they're also trying to, to do a few things at once here and try and move Sky Blue up the card slowly. And I can't. I can't be too mad at that. Maybe this eventually will lead to uh, maybe if Jamie Hayter wins this title. I don't know. Maybe Sky Blue can be a TV championship match between them at some point. I don't know. Either way, I think it's reps for Sky Blue, who they very clearly see stuff in. So I'm not I'm not man out of shape about it. 
Brian Cage cut a promo on Dante Martin ahead of their tournament match. The camera then cut to Alex Marvez doing acting backstage. Oh no, we've had Ricky Starks get beaten up by Lance Archer. And yeah, Lance had beaten up Ricky, but we never saw it. He uh, smacked his head into the garage door a couple times. Hmm. I want him to be throwing people through the ceiling like that other time. I know! Lance Archer used to actually murder people. Just where's grab Jake? some dude. Yeah, where's Jake Roberts? Just grab someone, throw him through the ceiling, and put him in a gra- in a trash can. Yeet? Yeah, yeet. Yeeted. He yeeted him through the ceiling. Uh, and the main event was Danielson versus... I, oh, by the way, I think Ricky Starks could win. I think Ricky Starks tournament. is winning the tournament. I think Ethan Page, Ricky Starks, final. Uh, when is the final? At full, full gear. gear. Right, okay. I was going to say maybe Ethan Page... It's like, oh, I'm going to win, and then I'm going to lay down for MJF, but then Ricky Starks wins, and then you build to Starks versus MJF at Winter is Coming. I think that's fun, yeah. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Danielson versus Sammy Guevara in a two out of three fools match in the main event was just terrific. And, yeah, bookended by really good matches, this Mm -hmm. episode of Dynamite. Um, Really good story as well. Sammy Guevara hit Daniel Bryan. Who's that guy? Who is that? <laughs> Hit Brian over the head with a chair. Uh, immediately disqualified. Loses the first fall. Danielson is bleeding. Sammy beats him relatively soon after for the second fall. And then you just get this insanely dramatic final 10 minutes of reversal, reversal. Usually like shooting stars into arm bars. Mm-hmm. And ultimately Danielson wins. Great match. I thought this was a really good match. You and I said in the office... Like, you came over and brought this up not five seconds after I was, like, having the exact same thought. <laughs> that this was the same two out of three falls match structure as Brian's match with Sheamus at Extreme Rules 2012. In which the heel gets disqualified in the first fall, sacrificing the fall to damage their opponent, then quickly wins the second fall, and then you have mm-hmm. the match and eventually the babyface wins. I think that is a perfectly fine way to execute the two out of three falls stip that actually plays into the stipulation itself Mm -hmm. because so often it's just like okay well the heel gets the heat and then the baby face gets the shine and each of those results in a pin and then you just go into the match and it's like okay you probably didn't need the the stip it didn't (laughs) add that much more but it's fun this i thought was the opposite i thought a perfectly paced match i think these two work really well together i mean brian danielson works well with just about everybody it's a shocker Mm -hmm. of course i think uh there were so many fun spots they did the Rey mysterio eddie guerrero moonsault into a ddt Mm -hmm. spot in this match not quite as good as ray and eddie but like it never will be because that's one of the best (laughs) spots in wrestling history really good stuff like they were doing really good counters brian hit the uh the running knee like off a springboard at one point Tons of great near falls. Really good match. This is what you want. Not super into the whole idea of the four-way at uh, full gear, but it will be a good match. And if this is just a build-up for that, that's cool. Mm. It's a really good match to do it in. What's your take on Sammy Guevara? It's interesting, mm. isn't it? Because, again, we were, we were talking about this in the office before the podcast started, where, like, you look at a year ago when he won the TNT title from Miro, like, he was, he was pretty over. He was pretty popular yeah. and... Up until, like, the whole, uh, like, once he got together with Ty Conti on screen, it was, like, there's there's still potential there for him to be a babyface star. And it's been so, so far, like, the opposite direction 
ever since the Dan Lambert stuff, the Scorpio Sky stuff, and then adding in all this backstage heat yeah. thing that I think with a lot of people, he has really bad go away heat to the point where like it, I think for a lot of people, it does drag down matches like the four way or this mm. when he's a part of it. And I know that he's very talented in the ring and he's going to produce a great match, but I think that lack of interest from other people just kind of seeps into yeah, the product yeah. a little bit for me. I don't know. It's a really weird situation. But then you watch a match like this and you're like, Oh, I don't care. He's yeah. amazing, but he's a great heel. Put him against everyone. Exactly. Uh, sorry, the reason I was doing that is because the moment Tay and Sammy got together, I was like, they've, they're they going to be heels. There's oh, yeah. no way they can be baby faces. And Luke was like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, the guy proposed to his fiance in the ring. Like two months earlier. Yeah, like you got, and look at them. They're too pretty. I think that was my main argument. Hot people like that cannot be baby faces mm -hmm. and yeah i was right you always are eventually at the end of the day what the, my, my tactic is is i just stick to it and eventually i will be right <laughs> after ages of being wrong um uh, but yes overall really good match a decent episode of dynamite but there's not much to grab me at the moment i'm mm -hmm. two weeks out from a pay-per-view so i I, th I feel like so i used to give AEW, 85 to 95% yeah. last year. That was just the standard. And, and if I was giving an episode 80%, everyone was like, Ollie's being harsh. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like the range for Dynamite is in that 70 to 75%. Yeah. That, that's like the new normal, um, which is a shame, um, but it's still very good. Uh, but yeah, I gave it 74 this show. I think that's <clears> about right. For me, because again, that would be pretty good wrestling show, hmm. but it's just because AEW had set such a high standard for itself that now anything below that standard does feel like, oh, another show that's not uh, four out of five or uh, whatever you want, whatever number you want to hmm. give it. But I think like a 75%, that's like a B. Yeah. I'd say this is like a B. 3.5 out of five. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Well, thank you to all our pledge hammers on Patreon. Tonight, if you're a $10 or above backer, you will get Fan Quizzlemania. With me and Laurie Blake, who's very excited to be there. <laughs> yes, no Andy Datsun this time. He's, he's double booked himself. So running this episode of the Temp Test will be yours truly. I've got this thing, and you can win one of these yourself. If you enter Quizzlemania tonight, fan Quizzlemania, that is, the $10 and above tier on patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. If you win, you get one of these sent to your home. It's a very nice trophy. Wouldn't you like one? And an even uh, another perk to, to sign up to is you're going to shout out on this very show. Cue the music for our $25 a month or more backers. Gabriel Lanus is the best. Lannis, number one. Yeah. Well, hang on. That's not the right date. Hannah A. Baby. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. Always shining. Garrett Albright. Yeah. Uh, Geordie Bus Driver. Harry. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I've never seen this one before. Isol J. Irizari is scary. Yeah. The Overstepper. James Nepper. Yeah. 
Murderous James Murtaugh. Yeah. Wrestle Talk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Yeah. Viernes El Decimatero Jason Gutierrez. Yeah. Look at the pronunciation there. Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. Yeah. And that's a Pearl Jam reference. John Jenkerson, son of Jenker. Yeah. And finally for today's class is the Honorable Jonathan Gresham Priestum. Yeah. Thank you very much. Please do go over to WrestleTalk. Nope, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and you can get your own shout out and compete against all your fellow Pledgehammers in tonight's Fan Quizzle Mania. Let's get on with the rest of your Omega Chats filling for time. <laughs> Eddie Pat 14 says, Cool promo from Soraya, but I don't see how she can say Britt was handed everything when she was the one-handed opportunities. First NXT Women's Champion, Divas Champion, her Raw debut, 13 of her first few pay-per-views were title matches. She was the chosen woman. Jam that jam. I think kind of goes back to what we said. We're like, these lines of the promos didn't quite work like again there needed to be more of that you haven't been through what i've been through thing to make it all really make sense for me like sim there sim ham b so aew is making its debut in the uk don't know what the main event will be but i do know what it should be colt cabana versus sullivan Bo brown to match two years in the making in a pizza hut i believe they said <laughs> on that quizzle Loki 1349, Keith Lee turning heel to win the titles at full gear fits well since both FTR and Acclaimed are natural faces. I wouldn't say that about FTR. I think, I think they're, they're, just, they're great either way. Yeah. This avoids the awkward face-face match against arguably the most over teams and gives them a juicy heel team for FTR to beat at the next pay-per-view. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Uh, Riot DR, i got to bring these up here. Did Shawn Michaels have a garage sale, or did the ass lads raid HBK's closet? I recognize those 90s tights. As for MJF, his battle seems to be between his pride and his intelligence. Moxley is his final ultimatum. We'll, we'll see. Hmm. Like, I don't know. There's, there's, it could go so many different directions in this story. I really don't know what they're going to do. Don't mind me, I'm at work, says, Hello, lads. Are you going to do another live reactions from the joiner on worship for the AEW show? That one was one of the most fun streams to watch, beating out the whole uh, team chanting, Egg, egg, egg. <laughs> also, the acclaimed trio's champions if they drop the belt. Oh, yeah, that, that'd be fun. That's interesting. But I would. it's obviously the Elite's thing. And they, you they don't would, touch yeah. the Elite's little area, do you? The Elite-verse. Um, no, we're not doing the joiner at worship show. Hopefully... Uh, next year we can sort things out but uh, mm -hmm. hopefully yeah hopefully soon next year yes mm. Mm. But i agree that was awesome i am man kid 2008 my problem with the eliminated tournament is that it's made up of wrestlers that i love and all deserve to be aw world champion but that's how it is sometimes uh, interesting very mid-card tournament though compared to previous years yeah i was thinking the same way last like compared to last year where the final was supposed to be moxley versus danielson mm. and prior to that when it was kenny omega versus hangman page this is kind of like okay who's going to get the shot to step up into the main event as opposed to here are all our main event talents who are all fighting for one shot yeah which is a way to do it mm -hmm. i but i would have done it more like 75 percent established main eventers to young guys yeah. and you could have them go through to the final yeah and that's the story you tell 
Um, don't mind me, I'm at work again, says, the thing that makes me nervous about MJF as the face champion is that who is a heel for him to feud with now there is a CM Punk-sized hole in the roster? Who would he turn? Kenny killing what he built? Danielson sick of losing? Bringing a WWE guy? It is interesting, isn't it? I don't know if he has like a perfect opposite on the heel side right out of the gate if he's a babyface. Mm-hmm. Nothing, no one really comes to mind. Like, I know we were talking about people who were turning heel, but they all seemed that they would kind of be occupied for a little bit first. I mean, Wardlow. Uh, yeah. Once upon a time would have been a, would have, would have made sense. Riot DR. He ain't dead. He is Jeff. Something about the way Jarrett holds a guitar reduces his score on the cool scale. <laughs> I like his hat. Anyhow, with Jay Lethal and Sanjay, who is the next to join Luke's favorite faction? Satnam needs to do something besides be tall. No, he did it last week. Darby dove into him and he didn't move. That's that guy has a career for life now in my book. I don't think they need any more. I mean, who else can they grab from TNA? Cole Carter. Just buy him. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hiya, lads. I'm sorry, but no, no, no. I honestly can't agree with any of this. Not for me at all and struggling to deal with this review. Not great in my opinion. Where's Pete? Why Ollie and Tempest? What about LIW for life? Unbelievable, Jeff. Joking. Love you both. Oh, that was a journey. I thought he was actually annoyed with yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what have we done to upset Bacon Rasher? Well, you know, it's LIW for life apart from the last two weeks, it seems. Yeah, and then never again. It's the wrestling Pete. buddies. Yeah, after We've Pete, been doing after, everything. After Pete, Pete, <laughs> Pete is gonna leave me on Saturdays. Um, MC Scammer, good night. Sounds like a finisher name for her <gasps> because the good night. Mm-hmm. I think the of the ones that are possible to make puns with, night is definitely the mm-hmm. easiest one. Um, only if like a good commentary call, I feel like it should be good night and good luck. Good night and or goodbye and good night. Bang. That's, that's a relevant reference, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Nineteen fifties. Water. Is it Water Crunk? I water don't Cronkite. Know. The the newsreader in America. Water Cronkite. Um, Blakely. Soraya finisher. Nightfall. That also works. Not bad. Uh, Sting and Jarrett spot. I'd bet money on his Sting. No selling a guitar shot. Yes. The real reason MJF is off TV is because he's filming for that Von Erichs movie. Overall, the show was fantastic and I loved it, even if it wasn't perfect. Oh, I don't think it's good to... Well, that's at the detriment then. That could be a reason, but that's not good. It's not a kayfabe reason. Yeah. Uh, he did say that he's going to do movies, though, in his promo. Mm-hmm. I'm Just Marcus says, first chat since I became a pledge hammer a few months ago and first ever Omega chat. Anyways, oh, welcome. Uh, anyways, if, if Soraya uses Knight as a last name, she could call her finisher the Knight Send or Knight Fool. Another vote there. Mm-hmm. Love listening to you guys jam that jam. Uh, Joe, Joe X in says, Sarande. Oh. <laughs> Serenade. The Serenade. Okay, I see what you... Yeah, for the name of Soraya's finisher. Soraya's Serenade. Mm-hmm. The Serenade. But we'll put it in the maybe pile. We'll put it in the maybe pile. Away from all the good ones. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Hannah Allen says, You have cultivated such a wonderful community, and so many of us are eternally grateful. We even get to geek with geek out with you. Uh, stay strong. Also, by the way, if you guys would like to convert some GP, GBP to... Aussie dollars I'll still accept even after everything lol lots of love jam that jam what's the Australian dollar at is it better or worse than the Canadian dollar uh, can't be much they worse. are pretty trash oh dear they're, they're quite similar it's you know 
it's a, it, I think it's a former colony thing. Yeah, yeah. I, that Commonwealth connection isn't isn't working out. I see Naomi. Ever since the Sami Uso stuff, for some reason, all the other wrestling stories have seemed so mid recently. Wondering if it feels the same for you guys. I don't know if it's if it has like a connection with the Bloodline stuff, but like there's one wrestling story that I'm super connected to right now, mm -hmm. and I was kind of hoping the MJF stuff was going to be the other one after that Regal promo, but hasn't been on TV enough lately in order to kind of keep that momentum going. Yeah. And um, finally, Icy Naomi again. Can you settle an argument for me and my girlfriend? Deficient chips come with hush puppies in the UK. Hush puppies is deep fried cornbread. No, they do not. Nope. Not in my experience. No. I've had fish and chips a few times since I've been here. No deep fried cornbread. How do you make of fish and chips? I like fish and chips. Yeah. Yeah. I was told if, through no uncertain terms that I did not have proper fish and chips the first time I had it. Because they weren't chippy chips, whatever that means. <laughs> was I, that Luke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's weird. I, I was given like a list of of qualifications that you need to to hit in order for it to be proper fish and chips. Like it needs to be at a seaside town where it needs needs to be raining, needs to be wrapped in newspaper. And I was like, well, I guess I'm never having fish and chips then, guys. You need to be warding off seagulls. Yeah, who are trying to attack you. Um, but yes, thank you ever so much for your uh, chats in today and for joining us for this AEW Dynamite review. Please get your comments in down below as well if you're watching on demand to tell us what you thought of the show. And go over to Patreon uh, to play Fanquizzlemania tonight and check out our wonderful sponsor, Geology, to get your face as good as mine. And Mike, you know, you won't quite get there, but... I mean, no one can. Look at that face. Um, uh, Wrestle 70 will get you 70% off on top of all of their usual sales. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Tempest. Jam that jam. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 